3: Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave
0: wonke and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Yes,
1: it's my turn.
0: Hey, how good is it to be alive? Thanks so much for having me on your show.
1: Thanks for being here on our show.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. You're our first guest ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um We're new to this. The best guest ever. Yeah, okay. Well, it's great to yeah, great to start a new podcast with you two.
3: What we usually do with our guests though even though you are the first one, is ask them to explain what the show is. Okay. So maybe you can just create a concept for a show right now. Yeah. And we'll just go with it.
0: I Because we're going to record a bunch of episodes before we release it. Maybe we should put this one out later. Maybe, you know, 392, something like that.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, all weird right. We had
0: number to pick, but yeah.
1: I mean, that's ambitious. That's it, a lot of podcasts. It is. I can't of- imagine what psychos would do podcasting for that long. Well, I can't
0: I've- do
3: seven years of podcasting. I've set
0: the whole day aside for recording, so I think we should get through a few.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah, great.
0: Yeah. Uh anyway, what I thought maybe this show could be about is maybe one of the three of us learns about a topic. Maybe it's been suggested by listeners if we ever get any listeners, and then <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll go away, learn about it write it up into some sort of a report uh-huh. bring it back and tell the other two while they listen you know politely
1: it's interesting that you're a guest on this podcast but you've set aside an entire day and you've just you've talked about this like you're going to be on every episode well that's
0: my work ethic okay. <laughs> yeah one in all is yeah
3: <laughs> you only say yes to guest spots if you can do the show forever from now <laughs> yeah.
1: can i add can i i love that idea love that so much can i add to it sure um i think it would be interesting if we got onto the topic with a question. Oh,
0: that's a great idea. I feel like
3: you've both contributed something to the show, so maybe I should try and do the topic that you were talking about. Yeah, that'd be great. Obviously, this is straight from the top of my dome. Yeah. Mm. I haven't had time to do any of the research. No, of course not. I'm going to talk about something that I know a lot about. Great. So, this is hopefully going to make some sense. What about a question like, um, over the last 2,000 years, let's say, approximately... Rounding up or down, 260 men have held what
0: position? Oh, this has got to be the Doggie. captain of the St Kilda Football Club. <laughs> Coach of the St Kilda Football Club. Yeah,
3: you've had quite a few <laughs> over the last 2,000 years. Your position was doggy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only 260 men and here they are now, <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Um, of 2,000 years. 2,000 years and that's kind of. Dalai Lama.
0: You're in the ballpark. Pope. Pope is correct. Pope. Yes. You're going to do an episode about Pope? Popes? <laughs> <laughs> well, the particular
3: Pope we're talking about was suggested by two people, and thank you so much to Abby from Vancouver in Canada and Will Cardullo from Christianburg, Virginia, who suggested that I talk about
0: Pope Benedict the Ninth. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Is he the one who came up with the eggs?
3: Yes, mm, and fantastic. what a
0: legacy yeah. or an legacy. Oh, Thank you. I really hope this isn't what the show becomes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all from the dome. All from the, the dome. dome. I can't believe, can't believe you've just got this locked and loaded, ready to go straight from the dome. Okay. Well, how about
3: I give you a bit of context from the dome, please, about the po- about popes, the pope, also known as supreme pontiff Pontifex Maximus or Summus Pontifex.
0: They're all really good, but also. It just doesn't feel right. You know, I'm a servant of, of God and Jesus and stuff. I am Pontifus Maximus, you know. <laughs> There's not gross. a lot of humility to that. <laughs> no.
3: Well, they're also known as the Bishop of Rome or historically the Patriarch of Rome and head of the worldwide Catholic Church. Now, both of you had a bit of Catholicism growing up, mm-hmm. so
0: the Pope?
1: We're familiar with the Pope, yes. Yes. Don't know him personally. Favorite Popes? Favourite Popes. Mm.
0: Oof. When I was a kid, it was uh, John Paul Young.
1: Yep, it's John Paul Young. Love is in the air. In John the Paul
0: year. the Younger. John Paul the Younger. But he he was one of those, well, I think he was sort of like Elizabeth II where he'd been in forever and it seemed yeah. like he would always be there.
1: He was the John Howard of Popes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I mean, he I mean, was yeah. the only Prime Minister yeah. we knew. But then um, all of a sudden, like since he's gone, it feels like um, I could breathe for the first time. <laughs> 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 you felt stifled. It feels like there's been a heap of them since then, but maybe there haven't been. Three or four in the last 20 years? Is it two? Two, okay. Is it? Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, that's what it feels like three or four. Yeah, when you're like only a ever weather thing, you know? Yeah. Sure, it's 25 degrees, but, but it feels, feels like 20. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's Benedict's. The 18th, no, I lie. 16th, he's the one that retired on top.
0: Right. Went out on top. Yeah.
3: With a great average. Yeah. Replaced by Pope Francis, who's still.
0: Okay, there's been two. <laughs> yeah, there's been two. <laughs> because Jeez, it feels like John Paul three or II four. was
3: around till 2005.
0: Yeah, right.
3: So he was, he was around since 1978. So he was around for a long time. The word Pope derives from the Greek papas, meaning father. Yeah, love it. Papa. Papa. And they still call that. Like, Pope Francis. Some people call him Papa Francesco. Mm. Ah,
0: there's a movie coming out. Like what well, the time recording? Many years into the future, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you got your finger on the Hollywood pulse. Yeah, Ru- Russell Crowe's in some movie called The Pope's Exorcist, which I don't know anything about. But the just the photos and the posts I've seen looks pretty sick. He's getting around on a moped. Oh. I've,
3: I've just looked it up, and the top thing that comes up the article from the Guardian three days ago: Vatican exorcists denounce Russell Crowe's Pope's exorcist. Okay, that is a complicated <laughs> sentence. I don't. I. Don't,
1: I honestly didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that sentence at so all. So the
0: real Pope's exorcists say this movie's no, not. This like is us. that's a hack exorcist. That's not what we do. The Pope it really
1: be? has exorcists.
0: Yeah, that's apparently surprising.
1: so. Okay, Righto.
0: Right yeah. Here, here hey, we go. Who might have no, bloody, It's know, a horror remember. movie. There you go. But, uh, yeah, there's... There, you say, what What do we know about popes? There's something about a chimney. Smoke. Smoke definitely comes into play. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, They're the boss. One of them, there was an assassination attempt and he forgave the guy.
3: Oh,
0: that, that would be John
3: Paul II, right? I think
0: uh, so. Oh, Papa. Uh, they, uh, are the Pope mobiles. bulletproof? mobile. yes. They don't quite have that much faith. <laughs> that was. That was like a... A topical news joke that was made a lot at the time when it was announced as was having this book. Bu- oh, interesting. I don't really believe.
3: Yeah, he's got faith in bulletproof glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we all do. Which God made. God, that stuff's good. Um <laughs> Found God supply out the back. Put it on the car. Easy. Uh, Catholic.org writes, because I didn't have the Catholic background, so I've done a bit of digging into the, the whole role of Pope and a bit of history as we build up to Pope. You grew up Scientologist, yeah. didn't you? Yes.
0: And, You're um, Tom Cruise, aren't you? I am his son.
1: Oh, yep, I can see it.
0: And his moon. You're everything to him. (laughs)
3: Papa Cruz. (laughs) Papa? 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 From the Greek for Father Cruz.
0: Father Cruz. (laughs) Father (laughs) Cruzmas.
3: So, according to Catholic.org, according to Catholic tradition, Jesus founded the Papacy in the first century when he chose St. Peter, the leader of the apostles, to be his earthly representative. Jesus is said to have given the keys of heaven, naming him as the rock upon which the church would be built. Hmm. So he's carrying the whole thing, this guy.
0: Yeah, I remember all that. That's ringing bells, church bells. Uh, that <laughs> the was the best gun. Yeah, the huh. rock. He was the rock. But he also betrayed Jesus three times before the cock crowed. <laughs> you remember that bit? Nah. <laughs> no. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. That yeah. bit was not
3: mentioned on Catholic.org. When
0: after Judas betrayed him, you know he's about to get taken down. Jesus predicts it. You're you're going to betray me three times before the cock crows, and then and Peter's like, "How? I never would. I'm I'm so loyal to you. I never yeah. would." But then people like he he's trying to avoid association with Jesus because Jesus is in big strife. So he's like, "No, I don't. I, I'm not that. I'm not one of the apostles. I don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of him." And then he says it the third time to the third person, and then the cock crows. and he goes, <gasps> and he goes "Oh my god, I did it." I betrayed him.
1: Three times before the cock crowed. Wow. It was weird that that cock was following him yeah, around. Follow him. <laughs> Anytime following him going I am g- waiting. That's two. Strike two. <laughs> Come on, buddy, bring on number three.
3: Actually, that technically wasn't a betrayal, that first one, so I have to wait for another <laughs> one. So all popes are considered symbolic descendants of Peter and are thought to hold Peter's chair. Well,
0: <laughs> that's, I'm in, that's tiring. I mean, sitting in the chair. Well, oh, okay. the whole,
3: yes. yes. Since then, there have been more than two hundred and sixty occupants of the papal office, and in the two thousand years, a lot of crazy stuff has gone down for popes. Chicago Cardinal Francis George once said, "In the church, everything has happened at least once." Okay, mm. let's
1: try. Let's come up with
3: something. For example, a cock has crowed three times. Tick it off. Okay. Okay. Well, that one seems like pretty doable, actually.
1: Yeah, a cucumber. A
0: yep. Uh, flew. Yep. Into the sky mm-hmm. by itself, mm-hmm. then exploded. Yep and sprayed purple donuts mm-hmm. onto dogs' noses mm-hmm. oh, muzzling landing them. perfectly mm. on a
1: dog's nose every time every yes, yes. time i remember
3: august 18th, 1781 <laughs> okay well, there you go that
1: seemed so fantastical
3: <laughs> well matt remembers his scriptures <laughs> From 1781 So we're going to talk about one pope in particular But on the way there, let me give you some background on pope happenings It didn't start out great for the first popes Most of Peter's successors in the first three centuries following his life Suffered martyrdom along with members of their flocks in periods of persecution In fact, 28
0: of the first 31 popes died as martyrs Wow Because it was frowned upon as a religion for a while, wasn't Mm. it? Following Christ
3: That's right. But then, according to the New World Encyclopedia, after Christianity became the favoured religion of the Roman emperors in the 4th century, the papacy was involved in a period of close interaction with the rulers of the West, while often struggling for supremacy with the Eastern emperors and patriarch of Constantinople. So, they were getting martyred. Then they came into favour. And then... With great favour comes great power. In medieval times, popes played powerful political roles in Western Europe, crowning emperors, ruling the papal states and regulating disputes among secular rulers. So it was a very powerful position indeed and with great power comes great
0: responsibility and always great corruption. Mm. (laughs) Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Could not agree more. Discuss. That's something, it's just a term I coined. Wow. I don't really understand what it means, but yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, someone like any art. I think it's up to the you know the art receiver to put meaning onto it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the artist has any responsibility. Do that you way. call
3: the listeners of this podcast art receivers. Art receivers. <laughs> receive my art. <laughs> Shut up and
0: receive. <laughs> you follow us on Twitter if you like.
1: Probably Instagram more than Twitter. yeah. We should
0: set up a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I'll see if it's available. Do go on Pod. We should talk about it. Show title Because <laughs> you said something like that at the start Well, I think we can move Let's start with your own pot and then work backwards from there Okay <laughs> We'll come up with a
3: name that makes sense You've already registered the handle and email You got the email?
0: Yeah, I got the email Gamail, <laughs> G- uh, so he- G- I don't know what it is But that's the one I've got It's a hot with. new thing Yeah, it's a hot new mail <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about some
3: crazy popes I've come across. John the Twelfth became pope in 955 when he was just 18, and shortly thereafter, he turned his residence into a brothel and gambled with church
0: offerings. He was accused of both homicide and incest. Now, wh- how are we how how are we getting a tr- an an 18 year old pope? How how do they? Oh, it's the smoke. Yeah, was, he get- was it the smoke all the way back then.
3: I'll ta- I'm going to talk a bit about how the popes get chosen and how that's changed over time. But back during this time. It wasn't as formal.
1: What was his his name? That was John.
3: John the 12th.
1: And what year is this?
3: 9.55. So he's a
1: he's a party boy. Mm. Um, immediately turns it into a brothel.
3: Can you not see
1: that being a film where one of the Belushis plays him?
3: Oh, yeah. You
1: know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Greenlit from me. Yep. John, bring him back. Yeah. John the 12th. I don't know if Jim could pull him off. No, I don't think he could. It's well, no, be he did say incest, so maybe he could... <laughs> So the joke there was, I was saying Jim couldn't pull him off the character. Oh, I see. But it also sounds like... Couldn't pull off John. Pull him John, off John. His brother. His, who, who's his brother, and Dave did say that John yes. was involved in incest. Oh, my
3: God. This might be the first ever episode, but can I just say, you've done it again. <laughs> Incredible. I
0: think jokes always work best, I think we should always do this when they're painfully explained after.
3: The look of shock on your face is why Jess and I... Pause, because I thought you were maybe referencing like some sort of controversy Me from too. his personal I was life. i like, would forgotten. Not oh, heard this. I don't remember this bit. It was just a joke about wanking off his brother. <laughs> that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. No, that's then. fine.
3: Setting the tone for this show for the next few years. So John the Twelfth is is the Pope. He's a party boy. He's gambling. He's got a, He's making the residence of the Pope a brothel. He's killing people. He's doing incest. According to the website Insider, which has an article I'll link to about some uh, wild popes, John the Twelfth actually met his demise because of a tryst. Wow. Oh. A jealous husband discovered his wife in bed with the pope, and the man proceeded to severely beat up the pope, and he died three <gasps> days later from his injuries. Whoa. So, wow. can you imagine the current pope doing that? No. Uh,
0: I can't picture him, so it's hard to imagine him doing anything. <laughs> Papa Francesco. Ah, uh, Papa Francesco. Is he Interesting. He's South the South American. Post. Yes,
3: what's his name? Jorge Mario Bergoglio. I think that's oh his. Oh my birth god, name. that
0: is a fantastic the name! Fuck,
3: <laughs> incredible! Why didn't he go with Jorge? Where's he from? Argentinian, maybe. He is from Argentina. How and long
1: has he been pope? See the one I saw. Oh,
3: you saw a pope. It might have been the one I saw. You, you probably would have been. When when did you Since see? Since twenty thirteen, the last ten, years coming to, well, he's coming up to. we just celebrated yeah, and he ten was, years. He
1: was new at the time, and that uh, I went traveling in twenty thirteen. He was took over in
0: March,
3: so this is probably. Yeah,
1: it was August.
0: But did you go on some here. sort of a a pilgrimage?
1: No, I was just in Rome.
0: A pope can tiki tour. When I, in Rome, hey. I went see on the a pope
1: pope tiki tour. <laughs> I mean, you guys were all having a go. I oh, thought no. I'd have a go at one. <laughs> I
0: thought it was great fun. Pope Tiki. Pope Tiki. Bit of fun. Kisses you on the hand.
3: <laughs> oh, Shante. <laughs> Do a couple of lines off his hand. <laughs>
0: yeah. not out. Join the brothel. Fantastic. Oh, no, this is a different one now. So this is,
3: that was John the 12th. Okay. Then I want to tell you about Sixtus the 4th.
1: Sixtus. Sixtus the 4th.
0: Four
3: at least. This is in 1471. There's probably been more. Well, I hope have there's a... been Sixtus the 6th. Six.
0: There's already been. So there been 12 Johns in 1955 <laughs> yeah. or something? Well, that's 9.55, why had, That's maybe. why
3: they had to start going with John Paul because mm. there's so many Johns.
0: John Paul Ringo, obviously.
3: <laughs> there was also
1: a Sixtus. George. There was a <laughs> Sixtus
0: the Fifth. Tell me there's one.
1: There's got to be there's a Sixtus six six the Sixth. Six. If that's
0: up for grabs, I'm going to start campaigning. campaigning now for yep. me to be the next Pope Yeah, and that's going to be my papal name.
1: Sixtus the Sixth.
0: Sixtus the Sixth. And, and sixth.
1: I'll say I knew him before he was papal.
0: No, there has not yet <gasps> been a six, the Sixth. The okay. six vote for me. Vote, me for Pope. vote for me for Pope. <laughs> That's kind of how they used to do it.
3: <laughs> which so yeah, that
0: eighteen-year-old just—he just
3: campaigned or something, or you- probably a powerful family, powerful family, which is what it was all about back then. Who you knew, not what you knew. For example, God. <laughs> it was who you knew. For example, God. Isn't that the?
0: Because the ridiculous thing is, it's meant to be God's like. On field representatives, like a captain, coach, almost. You know, the- <laughs> to put it in terms that we all understand. Yeah, <laughs> he's
3: like your fullback.
0: You're a reliable guy. They can see the whole field. Yeah, you midfielder. They're marshalling troops.
3: You're David Beckham number seven.
0: <laughs> but reliable in a penalty shootout. Like I think it's it's like in the Bible. Well, I don't know if it's in the Bible, but I think that's the belief of Catholics is that they are the direct representative of God. They have on the Earth, ear yes. of God mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the way that they're picked is so random, or at least it used to be. Now they obviously use the chimneys and that's, that's infallible. You've so. got a chimney system. <laughs> yeah. That's full price. Chimney never lies. No. That's actually their motto. It's so political now, I think. It's all voting and and manoeuvring to try and get your votes. They may as well just be like... Did re- I
3: didn't write down things. the name of the Pope. So I was going to talk about the way that she was a Pope, but while I was thinking of it, I did read one Pope was chosen when basically now everyone votes and everyone has to vote, but often like in a game of Survivor or something, it's anonymous but people will write down someone they don't think will win, like, oh, that guy, he's just joined. He's just become a cardinal. He'll never win. I'll write his name down to see who everyone else is voting for. Yeah. But then one time everyone did that and they all, the majority accidentally voted for someone they didn't want. They all just went, yeah, yeah, Chris in the corner, Chris, but they read out of the votes. They're like... Chris, I'm afraid you're the new pup. I was like,
0: oh, David Chris
3: is like, no. no come on.
1: Oh, come on. I'm, I'm just here pick- for
3: the cushy job. I just
1: do admin. <laughs>
3: I was going to pick Mario. I book
1: meeting rooms and oh. stuff. Oh, oh I'm my really God. Sorry, Chris.
3: We all wrote your name down as a joke. And that's what God wanted, yeah, I guess. God was what- in on it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sixtus IV, elected in 1471, apparently had six illegitimate children, including one with his own sister. He also made almost his whole family cardinals to keep it all in the family. Perfect. So they would, you know, vote for who he wanted, what he wanted. But he did order the creation of the Sistine Chapel and the Vatican Library, so his legacy lives on.
0: Right. But, yeah. So it seems like incest is a common thread so far. Yeah, Mm.
3: quite a few um, incestual popes. The life of Pope Formosus was suggested as its own topic by a person we've met before, and Ennis. Mm Mm-hmm from Ireland, who wrote, when he suggested this, now living in New Zealand, which I didn't realise. So, Yeah, they're in New Zealand now. Hope you're living your best life in New Zealand. He suggested the unusual trial of Pope Formosus as his own episode. This is what he wrote. Great words. I'm just going to quote from Tiernan. It is one of the most unusual trials in history, the reason Pope Formosus had been dead and buried for seven months before being dug up, dressed in Pope robes, and propped up on a seat to sit his trial. Pope Stephen VI, who replaced him, wanted to humiliate his predecessor and even went as far as having a young boy hide behind the corpse and admit to the crimes. Popes were wild. Wow. Formosus was found guilty of perjury that day and his body was tossed into the Tiber River.
1: So he was buried, dug up, they didn't put him back, they threw Threw him into the river. And
3: later someone else recovered and gave him another burial. So he got buried again. Whoa. And the guy that did all that Stephen weekend the weekend S- at Popey's. Yeah. They really <laughs> had to pretend. Stephen the on the other hand, the one who set up the trial. He was eventually imprisoned then strangled to death by supporters of Formosus. Oh my
1: god.
0: So that was a wild period of. Yes. Papacy. Wowzers. It just it feels like an underworld gang. Uh. Yeah. What about the first female pope? Pope Joan. That's what the bars named
3: after? Oh that yeah, Pope Joan?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know. There's a cafe. Is there also a bar?
0: The cafe. I you
3: don't get, know it. Used to be on. Um, anyway, there's a tedious on Nicholson Street. And I think they've moved to the city or something. Huh. Pope Joan. Great eggs Benedict. Really. Oh. <laughs> Good on him. This episode brought to you by Pope Pope Joan. Joan.
1: Cafe and Pope. I
3: also (laughs) didn't realise until I did this this report, Matt, that that's what they're referring to. Pope Joan, you guys haven't heard of her? Most versions of her story describe her as a talented and learned woman who disguised herself as a man, often at the behest of a lover. In the most common accounts, owing to her abilities, she rose through the church hierarchy and was eventually elected Pope. Her sex was revealed when she gave birth during a procession and she died... (laughs) Oh, what's that? Oh dear!
1: <laughs> oh, um, your pope ship. There's uh, blood on your right. There's a child coming oh, out of my- you.
3: The
0: pope's waters have broken. <laughs> oh, a miracle! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, surely, surely you'd try at least, wouldn't mm. you? <gasps> a miracle has occurred. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. The pope. Wow, first, first pope to give birth. There, there it is. And she died shortly after, either through murder or of
0: natural causes. Oh, one of those. Two one of the
3: two. Britannica writes, supposedly she reigned under the title of John VIII for slightly more than 25 months from 855 to 858, between the pontificates of St. Leo IV and Benedict III. It has been subsequently proved that a gap of only a few weeks falls between Leo and Benedict, and the story, sadly, is entirely apocryphal. But it seems like it was commonly believed for a few centuries. Pope Joan was commonly thought of as the first. Female to be pope, but
1: An apocryphal means
3: One of those stories that, sadly, it ain't true Damn. It's told like it is, but it's not yeah. sort of. And wild, widely believed, for at least for a while Yeah, wow But these days, everyone's like, ah, it's a good story And bar
0: or cafe
1: mm-hmm. One of the two
3: Hey, you could get you can put a little bit of uh, little whiskey on your eggs Benedict if you're feeling it. Yep, if you're feeling like something disgusting. Oh, her up. <laughs> <laughs> I her. I've also never heard of the term anti-pope before. Have you heard of an anti-pope?
1: I uh. assume it's a it's a, like he looks like the pope, but he's wearing black robes. <laughs> and he says, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is can
3: that it, the pope's kryptonite? Yeah. Anti-pope. It's someone who opposes the legitimately elected bishop.
0: you need if a pope bites you.
3: <laughs> Prepare the
0: anti-pope.
3: <laughs> That's silly.
0: So it's someone who says- Is this the silliest episode we've ever done? It is. It's the first one we've ever done.
1: Yeah. So therefore the silliest by default,
3: but also the best by
1: default. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Thank oh.
0: you. Thank you so much. It's beautiful combination. I remember
1: this default, is straight
3: from the top of my dome. It's, yeah, Dave's I remembered doing... anti-popes. I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. You remembered
1: Apocrypha. So, you're doing great.
3: So, anti-Pope is someone who's like, that's not the Pope, I'm the Pope. Whoa. (laughs) And over the centuries, there has been quite a lot of people to do that.
0: I've seen you, see you've played knifey Popey before.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's not a Pope. I'm a Pope. According to Britannica, it's generally conceded that there are at least 37 anti-Popes from the year 217 to 1439. And from then, I guess we've just stopped counting, but... At least thirty-seven of people said, whoa, "Whoa, whoa! They're not the pope. I'm the pope." One anti-pope will play a role in our story today. But before that, we're going to talk about where the pope lives. The pope has absolute authority over Vatican City, which is an independent state located within Rome. Jess, you've obviously been there and met Papa Francesco met yourself.
1: him? Yes, definitely. It wasn't just that I just saw him on a balcony. Did he quite a- address far away? you all
3: in? Well, Latin or something
1: in Italian. It was it was a Sunday, and uh, he was in. I didn't realize he was in town. I right. thought he was away. I also didn't realize it was Sunday. Like I wasn't there on purpose. I was just sort of looking around. You
3: looked up at a window, and you are like, "Huh,
1: there he is." I looked. I I was like walking around the Vatican City, having a look around, and then there was just heaps and heaps of people in this big. Square and he was up on a on a balcony doing a little sermon thing. Fantastic! And I was like, "That's the freaking Pope!" Did you stick around? Uh well, it was not Italian, so I yeah. Like, I, the things
3: you like? This is great, but also I what got are you bits, saying?
1: bits and pieces. I was like, "Okay, yep.
3: okay, ciao, fantastic, brothers and sisters, something like that." I'm okay. up to Benny. He he wants a margarita. <laughs> I will organise that. Wait <laughs> there. <laughs> Yeah. Then I went and
1: got a pizza. Forgot to bring it back to
3: him. Oh no, he's still standing there. He's still waiting. Have you been to the Vatican, Matt?
0: No.
1: We've been to an Irish pub outside the Vatican?
3: Yes, there's one that you
0: can get great great view of the Pope. <laughs> 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 no, I haven't I've only been to Italy for half a day. It was just like a
1: a passing through on a passing tour? through on a train. Mm-hmm. I
0: think I was it was just a stop. I can't remember why, but yeah, I think I was on my way to Austria or something.
3: I loved Italy. Have you been to Italy? Yes, a couple of times. I went to the Vatican last year.
0: Uh, worst tour guide I've ever experienced.
1: Wow.
3: And it was kind of amazing because I was there. with My wife, her family were gearing up for a tour of the Vatican and a lady comes out and she goes, oh, sorry, I don't usually do the tours, but... I've been called upon, proceeds to stand in front of a diagram of the Sistine Chapel, incredible knowledge. We were like, this is straight from the top of her, don't. Wow. She was so knowledgeable. And then the regular tour guide turns up five minutes in and goes, don't worry, I'm here. And the uh-huh. other lady goes, oh, okay, I'll leave you to the normal person. And then the regular person starts up by saying, I'm not just some normal tour guide, I'm also a comedian. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was Awful! Oh no! So we were all like, "Bring back the first lady." She was so good. Oh.
2: Was
0: she, wait, was she an, an Italian local?
3: She was an Italian lady. It's a they, comedian. Yeah. Yeah, right. Doing a bit of comedia de latte. <laughs> yeah.
0: I said no, thank you. But no, it wasn't. Didn't it? Didn't play to the room.
3: No. Most half of the tour guard, including us, left early. Wow. Just walked
1: away. Oh, that's brutal. That is brutal,
0: Dave. Yeah. You
1: do get a lot of like. Oh, even in in Australia, you get a lot of comedians working in places where they do tours and yep. guards. But I think the best thing you can do is not announce yourself as a comedian. Mm.
3: But the thing is I don't think she was a comedian. I thought she was just telling everyone I'm I'm like I'm not like her. I'm funny. Yeah. And then she was awful.
1: Oh, it sucks. But still, a fantastic place but you to didn't visit. See the pope. No Pope. Oh man, what a terrible trip. What a waste of your time.
0: Did you say an anti pope? Yes. Okay. It was okay. this tour guide. <laughs> terrible.
1: That's not a tour guide. I'm the tour guide.
3: (laughs) So Vatican City was established in 1929 as the smallest independent country in the world. With an area of 49 hectares or 121 acres, and in 2019, a population of about 453, it is the smallest state in the world, both by area and population. A few hundred more people live there, but don't have citizenship, so aren't counted in that number. Women account for only 5.5% of the citizenry of Vatican City. They're the cleaners. And this one tour guide. (laughs) Despite their tiny population, Vatican City has its own flag, anthem, currency, postal system, and railroad station, which has the shortest rail track in the world at only 300 metres, and is only used to ferry goods from one, one place to another. It also manages its own telephone and telegraph services, publishes its own newspaper and official monthly journal. It's even got its own radio station.
1: Get out. Broadcasting
3: live Popper from there. Fam. Powerful transmitters are used to beam Vatican radio, called the Pope's Voice, to a global audience. And this is according to the BBC. But the station has faced allegations that its transmissions have been putting lives at risk in a Rome suburb by exceeding Italy's electromagnetic radiation standards. What? It claims the Vatican denies
0: think their broadcast is too powerful.
1: I get that. Uh that's wild. Are there any jobs going? Yeah. Get in there. I could how be a would Vatican how would you DJ?
0: what would it sound like, Bob?
1: Well, I'm just trying to think of like what, what songs would be playing.
0: What if God was <laughs> one of us? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just a stranger on a bus. How does she come up with such great rhymes? Incredible. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that would be one. Yep. Uh, probably the band God. You'd play a lot of their stuff. Yep. Yeah, I suppose. preachers. Preachers would be on there. Um, Hark the Herald Angel Sing. Yep. Oh yeah.
3: Yep,
1: they'd be in there year round. Yep.
0: Uh, it's Christmas somewhere. I remember this song that really went off at church when I was a kid was called Um Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee, sing Jubilee. <them>, <laughs> <laughs> and I know you are there with your wonderful care. And we'll sing.
1: But you don't know what you had for dinner last night. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. remember it's very, that. Very frustrating what the brain <laughs> I holds think it's, on I to. That seems important
3: yeah. to me as well. But the only song I remember from RE Religious Education was, of course, a cover of Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Ooh, baby, let my people go. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. <laughs> That's lived rent free in my head for closing in on thirty years. That's great. Why
0: did you do RE? Didn't they you go did to it in my public school? primary school. Yeah, right. Yeah. Different time. Or maybe they still do that now. Is that the thing where they there was they sent reverends around or whatever? It might be an option. Optional reverend for each school.
1: We had to do RE up until up until the last two years of school because then yeah you're doing your VCE subjects. Yes. Yeah, we had to yeah.
0: Right on. Got taught by a brother. Did or, you? Or, or, oh, actually I did RE. I think we must have had to do it in year 11, cuz I did it.
1: I might have as well actually. but anyway, we, this we, is this is a yeah. tedious um I once made sad. a
0: bet with the brother in year 11 RE. The camera was about. A
3: bet with the I made a bet with the brother. But Brother it was like, like I was so sure
0: Tonsor. about some I like, was like some historical Australian political thing. And uh, I was wrong. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but and I bet ten bucks and I brought it in the next day. I'm like, fair and square. He was he's like, I'm that's great. I'm glad you paid up your debt, but I can't take your money. Oh, because of God. A lesson was learned here today. You can gamble with yep. brothers and you can't lose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Double or nothing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, the Vatican City is protected by a contingent of Swiss guards responsible for the personal safety of the Pope since 1506. There are currently around 135 of them. New recruits have to be men between 19 and 30, over five eight, which is 174 centimetres, to qualify. So, unfortunately, we're all out. They also need to have a military background, be unmarried, Met. and oh, be up. a Roman Met's Catholic. Old. Yeah, we're all too old. <laughs> Sorry. I'm too short.
1: So, what are they then like retired as soon as they hit 30? Nothing.
3: You can, if you're already in, you can work till 40. Jesus Christ. You can't start. And so, Matt's too old, but he is the right height. Right height. And unmarried and a Roman Catholic.
0: Is hmm. that right? fantastic. Well, baptized as one.
3: And hmm. has a military background. Yes.
0: yes. That's right. My my pop was in the army. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's the background goes away. Yeah. Yeah. God, but that's that's rubbed off on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
3: of
1: course. I mean, I, my grandpa that I never met died before I was born. He was also in the army. So, so
0: we've both got army backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. true backgrounds. Yeah, so you could, It's in there. You know how, it's to, in my blood. You know
1: how to
3: strip an AK 47 yeah, just was naturally. An accountant. <laughs> keeping track of the AK 47s. Yep. Before him, it was called the AK 46. Rounded it up. Anyway, they're called the Swiss Guard because in the Middle Ages, it became a tradition to recruit Swiss mercenaries as a special military unit. The Swiss soldiers were famous for their military professionalism, you see. They're actually independent of Switzerland, but they're still calling the Swiss Guard. But how safe is it there? Well, according to Vatican City Tickets, a tour company's website that I trust, the Vatican... (laughs) Why would they lie? They wouldn't. They're the same people that sold me this terrible tour. The Vatican, that's not true. The Vatican is home to less than 800 people, like I said, but it has the highest crime rate of any country in the world. Wait, what? Can you believe this? Although this is not because it has more crimes than other countries, but because it has more crimes per capita. The crimes are usually carried out by the millions of tourists that stream through the area every year. The common crimes are shoplifting, purse snatching, pickpocketing. And
0: uh, the official Vatican tourism website itself asks tourists to be alert at all times. The per capita thing doesn't really play out if you, if it is happening based on the millions and millions of people.
3: Coming. Yes, but if you go, but per capita of citizenship, yeah, there are you know hundreds of crimes here committed with only per year with only eight hundred people here. So te- technically,
0: if you were right, and it sounds like from what you've been saying, popes commit a lot of crimes as well. Mm. Yes, this is in modern times, but in the past, they definitely uh, have real crimes have taken. Place over the centuries, as we will get to. It's more in- white-collar crime these days. <laughs> yep,
3: but even in modern times, there have been some uh, some serious crimes. In 1998, commander of the guard Eloise Esterman and his wife were murdered by young Swiss guard Cedric Tournay, who later took his own life. The Vatican were very hush-hush about it all and after a very short internal investigation insisted that the couple were killed by the younger soldier, Tournay, who then turned the gun on himself because he was bitter at having been passed over for a medal. But there have been many theories put forward over the years through books published. Victor Guttard claims in his book, the agent Secret de Vatican that Estermann was murdered after Vatican officials discovered that he had been a spy for the East German Stasi secret police in the 1980s. Wow. Well, that's why they took him out. In another book, Guard Swiss of Vatican, former Swiss guard Stefan Sappin supports the Vatican's version that Tournay killed the couple in a fit of premeditated madness, but he was prompted by drugs and a tumour on his brain. Whoa. But it's still... Quite a controversial crime it's because the Vatican. Theories. Yeah. Did
0: Pre- premeditated madness is interesting. You think of that as being kind of spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm going to get so mad soon. Yeah. Probably Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. I don't when really I Actually, feel tomorrow like it I'm today.
1: busy. Friday?
0: Friday. I'm oh, going to get mad. I don't want to go mad, mad on a Friday. I'll pencil oh, it in. Monday. Monday. I'm already feeling I'll start a little anxious. I went mad on
3: Monday. <laughs> I went mad on Monday. took
0: her for a drink on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We will make a love by Wednesday. <laughs> I reckon play.
0: Craig David will get a bit of play on, on Pope FM. Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm walking away mm. from the troubles in my life. Like that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Beautiful. It's
1: a good message. Walk mm-hmm. away. Walk, just, just, just walk, walk away, away. Exactly.
0: From the sins in your life.
3: That's right. To find a better day.
1: Yep. Okay. In
0: <laughs> Religion. <laughs>
3: They also love a tipple at the Vatican. Again, from Vatican City Tickets, it's reported that the residents of the Vatican consume more wine per capita than anywhere else in the world.
0: Is this, again, just let, taking in the millions of people? No, who go it there, actually they, isn't. Because okay. no, I don't <laughs> think there, there's no open bar there.
1: People are walking into the Vatican with a big, like, cake cup Woo! full of wine.
3: No, the average Vatican resident consumes an astonishing 74 litres of wine every year, which is double the consumption of wine capital countries like France and Italy. It's roughly equivalent to 105 bottles per person over the course every year.
0: Right, so about two two bottles a a week.
1: week. That's not crazy, I suppose.
0: But for everyone, there'd be some drinking less than that. There'd be some Some children.
1: Oh, yeah. Are there children in the Vatican?
0: I think there are. There's like a there's small
3: amounts of families. Like the head gardener has his whole family living there, and other tradespeople and their whole families that kind yeah, of stuff. Wow. But there's not many.
1: Imagine being one of the kids growing up in the Vatican.
3: Yeah, they have a there's a, a school, but it's outside in Rome. But they send all the like a kinder in school that mm. all the kids go to. Yeah, looking at all I was fascinated by the life. of You're thinking of moving.
1: I'm loving it. Could you pod remotely from the Vatican?
3: I think I could. Well, their transmitters are second to
1: none. <laughs>
0: Do they have a head podcaster there yet? No. Well, I could okay. move over with my whole family. There you go. And Do you need to – will you Sorry, need to we, get
1: baptised? I think – I just don't want to
3: double-check. He said he could move with his whole family. Oh. We... That, that's you. Okay, yeah, great. My pod family. I'm the head podcaster. Fantastic. I'll have to have my pod family. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Whoa, don't I don't know how I feel about him being the
3: head podcaster. Well, mostly I have to – Keep upkeep of the Oh yeah great Transmission towers Yeah yeah
1: you do that all the
3: admin Uh Uh Podmin
1: I just get to have fun Yeah Great the podmin You just get to chat
3: (laughs) Great On Pope FM
0: Fantastic
3: Welcome back to Pope FM That was Lord
0: That's good.
3: fact. Here's another Craig David classic. The country also has an incredible art collection of more than 120,000 different pieces. Only 70,000 of the collection are on display at any one time, meaning even for that 70,000, it would take you around 80 days in the building if you spent one minute looking at every single piece. That's a lot.
1: A lot of time. One minute on each piece. Mm. Mm. Some of them are like
3: plates and stuff. Some don't don't require a minute. You don't need a four Like, But the... (laughs) The Sistine Chapel ceiling—that needs a good few minutes. So yeah. it maybe average out. out. Yeah, Cop okay. that plate, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Aww. I love a decorative plate.
1: I hate them. Give me a plain plate.
3: <laughs> okay, let's talk popes or a pope—the oldest pope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get onto the topic of the pope, yeah, or, great let, call. or the pope that I want to talk about. That's better. <laughs>
0: we've Been going for like 40 minutes. Sorry, I'm, I think we've been talking about popes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the pope.
3: <gasps> He'll always be the Pope in my heart. Wait, the, oldest- Cisco
0: the Sixth? Oh, no, that's sixth me. Sixth is the
3: sixth. That's you. You sixth will be th- the Sixth the sixth. Yeah. Crowned on the Sixth of the Sixth, 2066.
0: Cisco uh, tong Song maybe, could be played <laughs> oh, fantastic. on that Pope dong. dong, 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 dong. <laughs> that was
3: Cisco I. first. <laughs> The oldest pope at election was Adrian I, elected in 772 at age 80. Although today, we're going to talk about one of, if not the youngest and possibly most controversial pope, Pope Benedict IX. Uh, These days, the cardinals pick the next pope, as we've been talking about. You know, they set off the, the white smoke comes out of the chimney when the decision has been made. However, for several centuries, the Roman aristocracy and secular rulers often controlled the process. The College of Cardinals wasn't given the principal right to elect the pope until 1059, and many would say it's because of this guy, Pope Benedict the <laughs> Ninth, and his behaviour. The secular
0: leaders got to choose. That seems quite strange.
3: Yeah, they just were really powerful. It was like whoever they liked. Yeah, right. But they often had a captain's pick. <laughs> These days, a candidate must win a secret ballot, no matter how long it takes. The longest this process lasted was two years and nine months between 1268 and 1271. During that time, the cardinals' meeting could not agree on a candidate until they were forced to do so by the King of France and other rulers who stepped in and said, this is ridiculous, just pick someone. (laughs) We need a pope. According to the Huffington Post, after that, Pope Gregory X in 1274 established what we know today as the conclave, Latin for with a key, in which the cardinals are essentially locked inside a room and in olden times deprived of meals until they settled on a successor. Basically, you're not coming out, you're not eating until you pick I'm someone. I'm
1: Not making good decisions when I'm hungry. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're desperate. Honestly, I'd be feeding me.
0: Yeah, wouldn't you just you go for the most delicious-looking candidate in that case? Yeah, it's like going to the supermarket when you're hungry. Oh and bad, bad, bad call. Cool.
1: You just need you need milk, and you come out with everything. All but. these sort of popes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, all different these delicious popes. popes. I only
3: wanted one pope, now I've got ten. They uh. <laughs> don't last that long. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to binge all
0: these. People. These are
3: oh. perishable popes. <laughs> binge popes. In modern times, it usually takes a day or two, never more than a week. I say that, but in 1740, it did last six months. So I don't know if they were feeding them or starving them. Then.
0: I'm so, I think it's so fun that there's been multiple popes called Gregory. <laughs> it's so fun. Pope we got to 10? 10, ten, to ten Gregory's. Greg, who's the Pope now? Oh, it's Greg. He's over there. Oh, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Greg. Oh, my I'm God. There, was a, there was a Pope Gregory the 16th. <laughs> I think it's one of my favorite names, it's Gregory. A great name. oh, I'm just going to. Or Gregon. You know a similar Greg. Just look
3: up. Has there been a Pope Keith? My favorite name. Pope oh, Keith? Keith is fantastic as well. Sadly, no Pope Keith. Any Gary's? Pope. Ooh, good question. Pope Gary.
0: <laughs> Gary's up there. With my No, favorites. but there is someone Franks? called any Franks. There would be Francis's for sure. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's
3: many Pope Francis, which is currently the the Pope. That's why we know that. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's why <laughs> we know that. Who is the first Pope? He's the first first first. So we get a Frank.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fred's. What about Bruce? Oh,
3: Pope Bruce. Pope Bruce. Pope Bruce. No, but Bruce Pope, a business owner and consultant, is on LinkedIn. <laughs> so. Okay.
1: That's close enough Lives for in me. Perth,
3: Western Australia. His claims experience spans for 30 years. His claims... Oh, he works in insurance, I guess. I was going to say his claims experience... I thought he like it was on his own profile right? saying he claims his experience is 30 years, <laughs> but I don't trust this guy. <laughs> a lot of Popes, but Pope Benedict IX was elected a long time before the other, the Cardinals voted. He was very much a captain's pick, a descendant, of the powerful Tusculum family, the ultimate Nepo baby, or Nepope baby, if you will. Thank you so much. Pause for applause. He was the nephew of two previous popes, Benedict VIII and John the 19th. They were already up to 19 Johns. Wow. He was the grandnephew of John the Twelfth, who was the one attacked and killed after being caught in bed by a jealous husband. Can I sorry,
1: can I jump in because I've just thought of a joke? Um, you know how you said they were already up to 19 Johns? Yes. I just want to jump in there and just say, Well, I mean, they got a lot of people there. They need a quite a few Johns.
0: <laughs> need a few Johns. Everybody. You
1: need a few Johns?
0: Hey, you don't want to be like one of those music festivals where there's not enough Johns. Yeah. <laughs> Portaloo.
1: Now that was worth interrupting. Now for. that
0: was witty. Because <laughs> <laughs> John means toilet.
1: That's right. That's great stuff. Thank you. I feel really good about it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, keep going, I guess, (laughs) until my next joke. (laughs) I'll check back in.
0: Just
3: raise your hand when you've got (laughs) one. Yeah, I'll let you know. So he's related to at least four previous popes. In fact, this period of history is known as the Tusculan Papacy, where from 1012 to 1048, three successive relatives of the Counts of Tusculum were installed as pope. But my favourite period of papal history, at least based on brand name alone, was the 10th century known as the Pornocracy. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A lot of sexy stuff going on in the Pornocracy. Legit. Uh, This was a period in the history of the papacy during the first two-thirds of the 10th century, following the chaos after the death of Pope Formosus in 1896, which saw seven or eight papal elections in as many years. But we skip through the pornocracy, sadly, towards the end of the Tusculum papacy, where our main character, the future Benedict IX, was born into a powerful and wealthy Italian family the Counts of Tusculum, who maintained a powerful position in Rome between the 10th and 12th centuries, he was the son of Elberic the Third Count of Tusculum. Through good old-fashioned bribery of the Romans, Elberic was able to get his son to become the next pope, possibly as young as age 12.
0: That is, that is when they say you're an adult in the eyes of the Lord. 12. Yeah, you're ready to be pope. I think that that's why. Uh, you. Y- y- do your confirmation at the age 12, ah. grade oh, 6, because right. that's when you're an adult in the eyes of the church. Right, so they confirmed him and then confirmed him as Pope. Yeah. Mm. Same date. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm. It's, it does feel almost like they don't trust you to still be on board at 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get you now. So
3: it's possible he was 12. Some places say he took over when he was 20, but he was pretty young. We do know that. So he became Pope Pope Benedict IX. He's Pope. He tightened his grip on power by excommunicating ecclesiastical leaders who were hostile to him. Anyone who was like, I don't like you. He was like, well, I don't like you. (laughs) Get out! And he did not have his mind focused on the role. He reportedly spent lots of money on sex parties, held huge orgies, mucked around with some magic books (in brackets, not the Bible). The orgies were reported to involve both men and animals.
1: Okay.
3: But
0: not women. No, no,
1: God no. And
3: certainly not female animals. Okay.
1: The t- you, Okay, here's the the tears of fuckability. Uh huh. Men. Yes. <laughs> Animals, Uh way down the list, dirty, yucky women.
0: And then below them, women, animals. (laughs) Women, (laughs) animals. Yeah, right, there you go. And you said you sort of separated into two categories there, sex parties and orgies. Where do you draw the line between those two? You
3: personally. I wanted to say that he was spending money on the sex party, so he's hiring a lot of sex workers, and then he's having these huge orgies which was a free-for-all involving everyone, men, animals. Animals. Well, I say everyone, not women. Not women. Yuck.
1: Yep. But so, like, an orgy is just like the act, right? right? But a sex party, it also involves not just obviously hiring sex workers, but also like um, putting on a spread, exactly, snacks, music, some icebreaker um, games, yeah, some icebreaker games, some decorations, yeah, lighting, boob balloons, and stuff like that nipple
3: tassels, yeah,
0: boob balloons, just so they with crosses on them, saying, Yeah, no boobs,
1: no boobs allowed, (laughs) yuck.
3: So, that, that's what people have written about it. It's hard to know how exaggerated by a thousand years of time passing this all is. But German historian Ferdinand Gregorovius, oh which is a God. great name, Ferdinand Gregorovius, wrote about Benedict. He said, it seemed as if a demon from hell, in the disguise of a priest, occupied the chair of Peter and profaned the sacred mysteries of religion by his insolent courses. Wow. So, he's saying he's doing weird shit. <laughs> There's not heaps of writing about exactly what he did, but lots of people describing it as being really bad. Like, Pope Victor III later wrote that Benedict IX had, quote, a life as a pope so vile, so foul, so execrable that I shudder to think of it.
0: Ooh, and that's, that's another
3: pope. That's pope on pope.
0: Yeah. You normally, you don't get pope on pope action mm. like that. No, but and saying that it makes them shudder, that is pretty next level. Yeah. That's yep. full on. Yeah, I would never say that about my worst enemy.
1: Really, make Makes me you shudder.
0: Up? No, so that a pope would go there. To be honest, is a bit disappointing.
3: Wow. Yeah, really expected more from Victor the Third. Victor.
0: Victor. Victor. I might. can't believe there's so many. I can't believe these pope names. He's my third
3: favorite Victor. That's Who, been pope after
0: the Moa. Remember yeah, Vic- when they let a Moa be the pope? Yeah, Victor the Victor Moa. That was ridiculous. Victor Moa.
3: Then Victor the First. Yep. Then Victor the Third. That's my order. Oh, right. I
1: see. Wow. Sucked in Victor the Second.
0: Mm.
1: You know what you did.
3: Mm. Or didn't do. Didn't invite D. the Oh, to sorry. Uh, Victor the Second is Victor Moa.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> just, just be clear. Okay.
3: Even Catholic.org joins in on the pile-on, writing about Pope Benedict IX. The nephew of his two immediate predecessors, Benedict IX was a man of very different character to either of them. He was a disgrace to the chair of
0: Peter. Oh, if you're disgracing chairs, then.
3: Mm. What was he done on the chair? Oh.
0: He's desecrated the he's chair. He's supposed to be more. holding the
3: chair, and now yep. he's doing something else on the chair. Oh, no.
0: Sniffing the chair? Oof.
3: That's
1: Like crook. that
0: Perth politician, oh, yeah, that politician. did a
3: few years ago? Oh, I don't remember that. I don't think I want to. Sniffed a chair in Parliament. I think Yuck. he was the
0: opposition leader.
3: Yeah. Like pretty high up. <laughs> Had to leave after that.
1: Yeah, fair.
0: He could no longer hold the chair <laughs> or sniff it. Can't sniff what you can't hold. That's
1: right. Wait a second. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can if you just hover above it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. Have
3: hover, you ever
1: hover and sniff? hovered above a pie on a windowsill?
0: Oh, yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah. Floated on the breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done that. I grew up as a cartoon character.
3: <laughs> Benedict's enemies hated him, and the longer his lavish and wild behavior went on, the more they wanted him gone. So they decided to attempt to assassinate him.
0: Does that, like, if you believe in all of this, Yeah. do you have to believe that whoever's the Pope is the genuine Pope? Or if you're like, no, they shouldn't be Pope. They're a fraud. Then it's okay to kill, but otherwise, wouldn't you be?
3: But I guess but killing can you say gods that representative? Maybe God is getting me to get rid of him.
0: Right? Yeah, that's where it gets if tricky. I, if
3: I do something, then maybe uh, then god's obviously I'm. Act- He's working through me. Yeah, I don't know if that's how justify justified. But they were looking at him going, "This is not pope material."
0: Right. It's not. not to be honest, it sounds like it is exactly pope material from what you've described. <laughs> I don't know why they're shocked and by Out of all the this. things,
3: it feels like he's pushed it too far. Right. Also, you've got to remember, like I said, during this time, being a Pope, very powerful position. So maybe he's not doing a great job, but also people are thinking, if I get that job, then I get to be powerful. <laughs> so
0: there is a slight conflict of interest.
1: I love to be powerful. But
0: then all of a sudden that people want to kill you. Exactly. It's a slippery slope. Ah. Yep. King of the Mountain.
3: So, they decided to attempt to assassinate him, like I said. On a feast day, some assassins snuck into St. Peter's Basilica, each carrying a length of rope that they would use to strangle him. I assume they'd tie them all together and get a really long rope. Maybe they're
0: doing it like, you know, like a where they'll have a shooting... Thing, you're tried- a firing squad. Firing squad, thank you. Okay, it's like a firing squad. They all shoot so that none of them wears the the guilt of being all the right, one to kill. and often one
3: of the, the bullets is a blank, so you can in you, your mind be yes. like, I didn't kill
0: them. Uh, and that's the same with these ropes. One of the ropes is a blank. <laughs> so, one
3: of them is a mime artist. Yeah, you draw the short rope, which doesn't exist. So mm. you're going in there, you're pretending yeah. to strangle. So Unfortunately, you're like, if you're it the could one, have been me, if I don't you're know. the one who gets closest, you aren't able to kill them. Mm. <laughs> but.
0: It's a good system. It's a good system. Guilt-free. Yep. Guilt-free killings. Should be more of it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So they got in there. They got the rope, ready to go. But according to a book called The Bad Popes by Eric Russell Chamberlain, at the moment they planned to strike, an eclipse occurred which startled them and the Pope was able to flee. So if that's not a sign of divine intervention showing that God is on your side and doesn't want you murdered, I don't know what it is. But he got out of there.
0: Of course we now know that they're... That happen like clockwork. So it just happened. It's not like God made that happen at that time. Or did he? Or she? (laughs) Or they?
3: But knowing he was now in serious danger, the Pope fled into exile. So he ran away. But his safety was assured and he was helped back into power by Conrad II, who at the time was Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire and who'd expelled the plotting bishops who'd plotted against him. So he's back in power. But for how long? How long before everything would close in on him again? We'll find out more after these messages.
2: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together.
0: I got to get something off my chest. Okay, I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. It feels a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that felt that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah, it was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit
3: he, that he was saving for his wedding.
0: I didn't know that. <laughs>
3: slash D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. So he's back. He's back hovering over that seat. He's back sniffing. But the controversy around his hedonistic ways built until the opposition forced him out of the papacy once again and he was driven out of the city by an army of Romans. This time an anti-pope Sylvester III replaced him. Oh. So they got a new Pope. Sylvester also came from a very powerful family called the Crescenti. His family had always had ambitions for him to be Pope, but Benedict and his powerful family had beaten him to it. Basically, it's a Montague and Capulet situation. Yeah, the families really hate each other. But Sylvester, but the,
1: the boys are in love.
3: They're in love. They mm-hmm. are star-crossed Popes. Popes. <laughs> That's what i call this episode. <laughs> But Sylvester was now on top, and unlike many anti-popes, he's actually recognized as an official pope by the Catholic Church when they list the 263-ish people that have been pope. Sometimes they separate the anti-popes, but he's counted as a pope for whatever reason. Benedict IX, he's, he's been kicked out. He's watching his rival family get on top. He's fuming. He still had deep pockets, though, and great connections. And he and his own forces, he got his own army together, returned in April 1045, and expelled his rival, Sylvester III, allowing Benedict to resume the papacy.
0: Sylvester had held the top job for a grand total of seven weeks. Hmm. Doesn't this feel like what poping should be all about? I agree. Raising armies. <laughs> Yeah. Starting many wars. Yeah. That feels right to me. That's
3: how, you know, the good old days of Pope. Mm. Yeah. But
0: he's thinking if my army beats his
3: army, that must be God's army. That's what he's thinking. So Benedict IX was Pope once again, but he knew that the walls would likely close in on him again, and he decided to get out, but this time on his own terms and make the most of his position by selling it. Oh. No one had ever thought to do that before. He or, auctions it off. Yeah, highest bid up. Come on, you can We're wear this hat.
1: with $1 million, $1 million <laughs> over here, $1 million, $1 million $5, $1 it has got to be a long night. <laughs> He's going to buy five bucks. <laughs> I really
3: should have. Well, well, I don't know if you've ever been to an auction where at, for a house or whatever, and that, at the end they uh, are literally been like, I will take Increments of two hundred dollars now. I was like, shut up. Really? Really? Yeah, they get desperate. You're like, come on.
1: No, I haven't been to an auction actually. I cannot afford to.
3: They're too- fun they're fun to go to. The energy you no, really get. Often there's stressful. a free there's a free coffee cart. It's not stressful Free for you. coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's not stressful you if you're don't not drinking. It's free coffee. Yeah, but it's free. Okay. Fair. I, I take it and I tip it under the garden. I yep. say,
0: Thank you so much. Do you <laughs> like the smell of coffee? I do. It's such a it smells so good. So it does. I need one right now.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say no. Pep up. Sorry. Up. With a coffee. <laughs> Maybe just make the report more fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't we know can go to... I don't know how this is our fault.
3: Well, this episode
0: is... <laughs> 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 I'm loving it. I'll tell you that.
3: Well, what if I tell you that this episode is sponsored, like we said, by Pope Jones, the cafe slash bar, and we'll have a fantastic coffee at the end yes. of this episode.
0: That's good news.
3: <laughs> but before that, we have to sell the papacy for the first time in history. Also, uh... Benedict wanted to marry his own cousin, which he doubted that even he'd be able to get away with, so he decided, I'll sell the top job, I'll marry my cousin, I'll ride off into the sunset. Fantastic. Great. So he sold the papacy to his godfather, a pious priest called John Grashen. Some sources say he sold it for the price of reimbursing his election expenses. He's like, just give me a little bit of cash. That's all I need. But according to Ranker.com, which has an article on this, they've done the maths. They think that Benedict IX sold the papacy to his godfather, John Grashen, for the pricely sum or princely sum of 1,500 pounds of gold, which they've worked out is nearly $30 million in today's money.
1: But... He and his bride-slash-cousin will live very
3: comfortably. Fantastic. By the way, John Grashen paid up some money and he was recognised as Pope Gregory Sixth.
0: There he oh, is. Oh, Gregory. Gregory. So good. Isn't that, yeah, it's wild that it was a thing they could sell. Mm. I imagine they've closed that loophole yes, now. Yes, this is, I think, the, the only time in history that's ever happened.
3: He sold the... The role of Pope, and in just over 100 days, there'd been three different Popes. Wow. So there was Sylvester, then Benedict, now Gregory the VI. Well, it feels
0: like the last 20 years, you know, three or four Popes.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this was a year of three Popes, which is a thing that people refer to, a year of three Popes. A year when the College of Cardinals of the Catholic Church required to elect two new Popes within the same calendar year. This has happened way more than I would have thought it has. Wow. There has been 13 years of- <laughs> sorry, th- Owen Wilson's yeah. here. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. There has been 13 years of three popes. What? And one year of four popes. Wow. In 1276. A good year. A good year.
1: I don't think it was.
3: One of them, the most recent one involved John Paul II, because you remember- They elected John Paul the first and he died very quickly. Uh. And then John Paul some say in suspicious circumstances might just say. But maybe that's another report. But uh, and then Pope John Paul II was elected and then held on to the title for a long time. But he is the most recent part of the Year of Three Popes. So Gregory VI is now on top, the the godfather. He had a big challenge ahead of him as his clergy had largely lost the savour of righteousness basically because of what his uh, godson was, had done and they were not doing well financially probably also because they just paid the old pope $30 million Oof. but Gregory VI was a very pious man and actually acted in the interest of Catholicism. For the first time in a long time he was like I'm going to act for the church. First time since Peter. Long time, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> he tried his best to bring about civil and religious order, but meanwhile, his godson and now ex Pope Benedict the Ninth started oh, to regret his decision to vacate the papacy. Apparently, he'd also been unable to marry the cousin he'd wanted to for some reason, and was having. She some...
1: was like, "Gross, no, <laughs> no." I would <laughs> never have
0: brought it up. He I
3: sold wa- the popehood for what? me. I only wanted you because you were pope.
0: No, oh, actually, out.
1: she did want him.
3: I'm not sure what the... She was sec-
1: a gold digger. All we know is that... No, but she was a Pope digger.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because he had the gold. He's, he's got the
1: gold. Hmm. I liked you when you were Pope. She liked the robes. I get that. A yeah. man in uniform. Sexy.
3: Deeply Beautiful. sexy. Deeply. <laughs> Deep- <laughs> <laughs> so he was now having seller's remorse. Oh, yep. Been there. So what do you do when you got seller's remorse? You try and get a refund. You get your car back. You get your Pope back. Your pope mobile back. You steal it. Which is a car. So, Benedict returned to the city with his army, and he retook the papacy and remained on the throne until July 1046, although Gregory VI, his godfather, continued to be recognised as the true pope.
0: Right, like pope in exile, sort of. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So, did he return the gold? I don't think so. So, he just really screwed over the pious... Gregory.
3: Yes. Also at the same time, Sylvester III, remember him? He claimed that he was still the rightful Pope because he'd been kicked off by an army as well. So now three men were all claiming the papacy at the same time. Gregory VI, the pious godfather, Sylvester III, the anti-Pope, and of course, Benedict IX. No one could work out what to do, so a number of influential members of the clergy sought out Emperor Henry III emperor of the holy roman empire they asked him to cross the alps and restore order they said you're the only one who can make the choice who should be the real pope
0: what happened to conrad he died oh yeah sorry conrad
3: henry the got everyone together except for benedict the who didn't recognize the meeting as legitimate he's like no no no! i'm the only pope we don't need to have this meeting i won't <laughs> even go so henry the third held the council of sutri on the outskirts of rome Gregory VI was accused of purchasing the papacy and freely admitted it. He was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> but he denied that this act, given the circumstances, constituted the crime of simony, which is the buying or selling of something spiritual or closely related huh. with the spiritual. He claimed, "Is like, yes, I did buy it, but I bought it to get the church out of the hands of the devil. So in the circumstances... It's fine. I'm justified in buying it. Yeah, I did the right thing. It's fine to commit a sin for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Two wrongs make a yes, mm-hmm. as yep. they say. Yeah, mm. they do say that. Regardless of his virtuous motivations, he was called upon to resign. Seeing that little choice was left to him, he complied of his own accord and laid down his office. So he said, okay, I'll withdraw. Next on to Sylvester III, the former antipope. The emperor looked at him and was like, yeah, Nah, <laughs> and he was exiled to a monastery for life. Whoa, bit of a downgrade from being pope for seven weeks. He also, this is the emperor, overlooked the claims of Benedict, and the emperor decided to elect an entirely new pope—a fourth person.
0: <gasps> could it have been me?
3: It could have. If you'd been standing there, he basically uh, went. Was, was I standing uh, there? No. You were late.
0: Uh, you, were, you were
3: standing there outside the door listening with you. My
0: memories are very hazy Your of the to day. the door.
3: He decided, would you believe, the best choice for the role, the person most suited was one of his guys. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs>
3: he chose his personal confessor, the bishop of the recently created See of Bamberg, and he became the new pope, taking the, the title Pope Clement II. Clement. Pretty good. Clement. I don't Clement. mind that.
1: Clem.
0: Pope Clem. Pope Clem. Pope, pope Clem. Clem. pope Clem. pope Clem. pope Clem. Pope Clem. Pope <laughs> Clem. Yeah, I like that. Pope Clem. Yeah, the more pope you Clem. say it, the better it sounds. <laughs> pope Clem. <can>. Pope Clem. Pope Clem. Yeah, no, that sounds I love good. it. I love
1: it. Pope I love
0: it. <laughs> I love having a personal confessor as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, my personal confessor. But, of course, our bad boy, Pope Benedict IX, didn't respect this decision. What do you
1: mean?
3: He was like, I'm still the Pope. But the emperor was like, no, he's the pope. So is now he the anti-pope? He's now the anti-pope. So Clement II's on on top. But Benedict IX didn't actually have to wait long because less than a year later in October 1047, Clement II died. Some say he was poisoned. Mm-hmm. Some say it was natural causes. Poison. Some say natural, it was natural poison. poison. <laughs> exactly. But guess who was there to claim the papacy once again? Wow. It was old mate benedict IX, who seized the lateran palace which at the time was the official residence of the pope and he was back in charge for what was officially his third time but if you count the bit where he reclaimed it from gregory it's kind of his fourth time as the pope yeah wow this time he held on for 252 days before being driven away by German troops in July 1048, and the German-born Damasus II was elected as Pope and held the job for 23 days Wow before dying. Oh, man.
1: Oh, my God.
0: like a cursed chair. I
3: know. Don't smell the chair. The poison is on the chair. <sighs>
0: It really—it does it. If you hadn't been using the word pope, I'd assume this was the throne. This was the king of some. Yeah, they at the time they're
3: treating it in a similar way, Mm. like because it's such
0: a powerful spot.
3: So Damasus II died. They need a new Pope. This time, Benedict IX couldn't weasel his way back in. <laughs> when he refused to appear on charges of simony in 1049, he was fully excommunicated and kicked out for good. The history books are pretty murky as to what happened to him from there. He seems to have eventually given up his claims to the papal throne because Pope Leo IX may have lifted the ban on him and eventually Benedict IX was buried in the Abbey of Grottaferrata in 1056. And that was his end. F. Donald Logan, who's a medieval studies scholar, writes, the end of his reign also marked the end of the worst days in the long history of the papacy. Wow. And according to uh, Manchester Historian, which is a great article on this, the scandals of Benedict the Knight's papacy contributed strongly to the conclave being secured under lock and key, as well as the so that's the group of cardinals, as well as the decision to implement rules which limited the age of cardinals, the pool from which the pope is traditionally chosen. These changes removed overt family-based factionalism from the heart of the church and introduced some semblance of stability in the leadership for one of the world's most influential religious bodies. So basically this was the end of the days of family influence Mm -hmm. and emperors picking captains' picks that kind of stuff. From then on, the church started being able to vote themselves, basically because he'd done such a bad job yeah, and it had been so awful. They were like, this
0: needs an overhaul.
1: Yeah, we need to do a bit of rejigging.
0: Who was powerful enough to make that happen Like against the wishes of the families?
3: I think by the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire picking a German person and locking out these powerful Italian families, it sort of diminished their claims and their power and over time the church was able to assert their own power and claim on the on the role. Right. But it did take a like a powerful person with a very big army behind them being like, No, it's not your family anymore. It's it's my family over here. It was my pick over here. Wow. Yeah. But as I pointed out at the start of the episode, weird stuff did happen over the centuries after that. It's not like it it became exactly as we know it straight away.
0: Right, yeah. But he is. I think it's still a bit weird.
3: (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. But it's less, I guess it's less um, outwardly
0: bloodthirsty. Yeah, right.
3: They're just stabbing each other in the back with the voting and stuff now. Now it is more like Survivor. So, Benedict Ninth is widely regarded as one of the worst popes, if not the worst pope ever. He is, however, the only pope to sell the papacy. So, <laughs> <get that? laughs> he also has the honour of being on my second favourite Wikipedia page. <gasps> number one, of course, being list of inventors killed by their own inventions. Yep. But number two, being list of sexually active popes.
2: <laughs> that is a
3: good one. He's on there. But thankfully, he avoids the page, my third favourite page, list of popes who died violently. Ah.
1: And that seems like there's a lot of them too. There's
3: a lot. Lot of them yeah
0: starting with Saint Peter and or at self.
1: least at least if it's not violent it's suspicious yes and a lot of suspicious deaths in the popes
0: and did th- this guy just live into
3: old age it's uh his later life is not as well documented as the rest of it but eventually he died probably from natural causes and was buried sort of with honors so huh. with in, honors like in a nice place because the yeah. later Pope said yeah he's not excommunicated anymore huh that's nice. So that's Benedict the Ninth. I thought I would uh, finish off with some Pope facts yeah, we'll that I've d- come across. I'll decide second. if they're fun. I'm definitely not claiming they're fun. Yep. You tell me if they are. Matt, you'll tell me if these are grim and I'll tell you if they're boring.
0: Okay. Why would you have picked them? But
3: <laughs> Yeah, I know. Why? Uh, what I came across is uh, two days before Christmas in 1967, President Lyndon B. Johnson oh, yeah. paid a visit to Pope Paul VI where they exchanged unique gifts. Whilst LBJ received a stunning 15th century painting from Pope Paul VI, the Pope himself received a foot-high bronze bust of Lyndon B. Johnson's own head. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's very funny.
3: Apparently, he'd had hundreds of the busts made and gave them out to leaders freely, according <laughs> to the State Department's chief of protocol, James Symington. He recalls today there are heads of state all over Asia who are trying to decide what to do with the president's bust, but not just <laughs> heads of state because that would have been only a dozen or less. As I say. We had hundreds of them. So many, many people, cabinet ministers and all kinds of functionaries received one. The president would say, I want a white one. I want a bronze one. And he never had the one he wanted and he had to go back and get it. LBJ would exclaim, damn it. Can't anyone do anything right? (laughs) Oh, my God. He's giving out busts. (laughs) Lyndon B giving out busts. That's amazing. That's
0: so funny that he's.
3: And then give me a white one, a bronze one. I want a black one. I want a granite one. What? Like, Why
1: did you have the one eye one? And
3: there's a photo of of the pope receiving it, and he does
0: have a bemused look on his face, like, "Thanks." So that's in there. That's in there somewhere. The pope. That's one of the hundred twenty
3: thousand pieces of art. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a bit of a stretch. Isn't and he it?
0: got given a five hundred year old painting. Yeah, fair deal.
3: A priceless.
1: Oh, it's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. But I love it. That's an embarrassing fact. Doing the
0: LBJ. Yeah, embarrassing <laughs> yes. for the- New category. Embarrassing for the Pope. He's giving him this old thing where he's getting this brand new bust. Yeah. they will be giving
1: him like second, maybe third hand art. Mm. He's giving you something brand new. Yeah. Yep. Mass produced.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> We're talking about coffee? Love it. Here's a coffee fact with the Popes. Around 1600s, some Catholics urged Pope Clement VII to ban coffee, calling it
0: the devil's beverage. How dare you. Flicking the devil's beans. <laughs> <laughs> Milking the devil's bean, probably. <laughs> is that worse? Oh, somehow.
1: It is. Yeah, it's worse.
3: <laughs> so the Pope was like, all right, I've got to taste this devil's beverage and make a ruling about it. He, he tasted it and he remarked that the drink was, quote, so delicious it would be a sin to let only misbelievers drink it. <laughs> Coffee's all round. <laughs> so love that, that backfired. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I they were love like crap, oh, crappy. Liked it,
1: and it's an acquired taste too. Most you know you don't typically love a coffee on your first. Yeah, time. Yeah, first time
3: he just went. He's this
1: like, is great, delicious.
0: I the first time I had a coffee was when I was a kid after watching the Saints play at Waverley. I think and There was a my aunties had this uh, thermos of uh, coffee, yeah. like Nest Cafe or whatever. And I had some just black Nescafe coffee. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah. But then the second coffee I had happened about 20 years later <laughs> and uh, it was down in Hobart and it was like a, a flat wa- oh, It was a latte. Mm. And I'm like, wait, this is coffee? Yeah. This is awesome.
1: This is the good stuff. I can't no, believe this, this is the same thing. This is coffee. Yeah.
0: But it was like obviously slightly different. But freaking hell, it was good. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I want one right now, Yeah, please. let's go get a coffee. Let's yeah. get a
3: devil's beverage.
0: <laughs> let's go flick the devil's bean. Stop it. <laughs> Milk the devil's bean.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, two to go. Pope Benedict sixteenth, who is the most recent pope to retire. He's, there's a, Not many have retired of their own will. Some have been forced out. Some have been murdered. It's like
0: footballers. It's hard to know when it's the time yes, to go. Yes, he's called it,
3: but he, he called it and, uh, you know, Passed away only recently, but about ten years ago, went. I'm too old for it or whatever. He held a helicopter pilot's license and even liked to fly the papal helicopter, which is cool oh. to imagine.
0: So it's sort of like Batman. They've got every mode of transport. It's got them all the ready pope, to go. Whatever.
3: Even the train with a three hundred meter track.
2: Is and they're all shaped pope like train. the Pope. Of
3: course. Yeah. I mean, silly question. <laughs> they're shaped like the Pope. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think they call it the? helicopter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be silly.
0: He, Wearing the hat, and the robes off the back, <laughs> fluttering. Oh, oh. It's a, good it's a hazard, but yeah. it does get look in the,
3: beautiful. On the blades, he, however, did not ever get his driver's license and never learnt to drive a car.
1: Don't need to. You got a helicopter. Got a helicopter. Yeah. Why the fuck would you need a car? Yeah,
0: it feels like he skipped that step.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. went straight through. He evolved.
1: Went straight to a pen
3: license. Mm.
1: Mad respect.
3: <laughs> and finally. Our current Pope, Pope Francis, Jorge Mario Bergoglio himself, the current Pope. He had a few jobs before he became Pope. One was a nightclub bouncer. Hell yeah. Which is awesome to think that he so there's people out there that have been thrown out of a nightclub by oh, the pope. pope.
0: That's sick. So, so you're gonna was he ever a, a paper boy? That's like a picture, you know. That's what most people have been a paper yeah. boy. you ever been a paper boy, Jess? Oh, I
1: was never a paper boy, no. Nope. But he was a papal boy. Mm. Papal boy.
0: Sorry, <laughs> that's what you're thinking. Have you been? You were your. No, one? I never did the paper I run. Just I had a assumed everyone of friends did that, a
3: paper yeah, run. Did a bit of catalog folding and stuff like that. But no, I didn't get involved. Catalog
1: modeling is what Dave <laughs> yes. did. Exactly. They're like we Nerdy can't. Kid.
0: We can't uh, wreck your beautiful hands. We'll take these straight to the big W shoot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With all the big W watches and rings, these hands have been in all those shoots.
0: <laughs> I believe.
3: But that's it. I've talked about a lot of popes, but Pope Benedict IX was the main event there. What a
0: wild, wild pope.
3: Love that.
1: I don't know enough about popes, so I I enjoyed that very much. Thank you, Dave.
0: No worries. Yeah, same. It's it feels like you know, if they if they started teaching more of this stuff in religious education classes, I reckon they'd probably get a bit more interest.
1: Nah, they're just trying to sweep it under the rug.
3: Yeah, even though it is it is the interesting stuff, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Personally.
0: Yeah. Well, what a fantastic report there Dave. Love learning about uh, the wild world of wacky popes. <laughs> Should I call it that? I love that. <laughs> that
1: is fun. <laughs> oh baby baby it's a wild
3: world
1: Fed Fed na, na, with wacky na, 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 popes. Na, 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 of popes.
3: <laughs> I'm writing it down. The <laughs> wild world of wacky popes uh, featuring Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> 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 he's a he's a headliner.
0: Yeah, and don't forget Clem. Of course yeah. Gregory. Gregory
3: Sixtus. Oh sixthus. The fifth But yep. not yet sixth
0: We're starting a campaign here today Come on Vote for me Sixtus the sixth <laughs> <laughs> And anyway This brings us up to the point in the show Where we get to thank some of our great supporters mm. uh, We spend a little bit of time here Thanking the people who support us via Patreon.com slash do go on pod and uh, there's a bunch of different levels you can sign up to if you want to get involved. Jess, what are some of the things they can get involved in there?
1: They get to vote on uh, topics that we do reports on. They get to um, uh, be in a Facebook group. They get bonus very episodes. Nice, very nice Facebook group. Very yes. nice Facebook group. We're, we're putting
3: out three bonus episodes a month at the moment. And also the back catalogue is well, it's about 190. Yeah, it's a lot. And you unlock that immediately as soon as you get on that level. So you'll be listening for hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So, good. One of the levels, uh, the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Memorial Package, gets you uh, into the fact, quote, or question section, and which is this very first section we're going to do right now. And Uh, has a jingle go something like this? Fact, quote, or question. Ding. Hmm. He always remembers the ding. Hmm. She always remembers the thing. And the way you get involved in this, signing up at the Sydney Schoenberg level, then you get to give us a fact quote a question or a break or a suggestion or really whatever you like. You also get to give yourself a title. The first one this week comes from Ben Johnson. And I should say I don't read these out until I read them out. Mm-hmm. And Ben Johnson has given himself the title of Aussie Rules Footballer for Collingwood from 2000 to 2013. Ben has been going through different Ben Johnsons Love that. around the world.
1: 13 years is quite a long time. That's Took him cool. a while
0: to get to... The Collingwood footballer, but I'm glad you finally got there. Hmm. He uh, probably was doing it out of respect because I'm pretty sure Ben Johnson played the day Collingwood broke my heart in oh. 2010. Anyway, Ben is offering us a joke.
1: Ooh, great!
0: Here it is. But,
1: but but make sure you deliver it in a funny way.
0: Okay, but I'm telling you, I haven't read it. Until I know, I'm but reading
1: you're it. a professional comedian. Uh huh. So this should just come naturally. This should be like breathing to you.
0: Yes, but I don't know if I have. Ben's voice down. Okay, I'll try. All right. Like his literal voice is like, "Hello, I'm Ben. I'm from England." That is town. Actually,
3: that is spot on. We've met Ben. We've met Ben, and,
1: met ben and like. that is exactly what that is because like. his
0: accent is from uh, wherever Grand Prix are from. Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes.
3: Hello.
0: Hello. I'm from Milton Keynes. <laughs> uh, Ben's joke goes like this: Bono and the Edge walk into a bar. The barman goes. Oh no, not you too again. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Love you guys.
3: Love it, Ben.
1: And uh, no, and we love it, Ben, but we love it, Matt. Oh, we love that so delivery. You made that your own. Jokes <laughs> are not funny without delivery. Exactly. And Matt he performed that for us. <laughs> that was And incredible. it's too bad the Melbourne International Comedy Festival is over at this mm. point. Um because if you didn't see Matt's show, you missed out.
3: You're one joke away from Selling out the MCG. <laughs> that joke would have taken you to the stratosphere next year. Mm-hmm.
0: New opener. Yeah. I feel like that's the kind of joke that might appear in the Edinburgh's best jokes as written by Dave or something like that.
3: Oh, yeah, they always have a, an annual list of these this year's best jokes and they are always always puns.
0: Yeah, and it, that's right. I guess, but it's also like they were written down in a newspaper or so whatever. It,
3: it kind of is the only thing that, that really works. That yeah, 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 Otherwise – The, and the uh, best joke and then they just write down like, you know, a 15-minute routine from Lawrence Mooney.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's crowd interaction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ben. The next one comes from Siraj Piras, whose uh, <laughs> title is Spicy Back Fat. I've got a fat back. <laughs> Alan Partridge got a- fat back. Got fat back. And Siraj uh, is asking a question, writing, do you have any foods that you now love but previously detested? I have a few. Asparagus, durian, maybe not love but definitely like, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts was because I'd only had them steamed mm. and then it tastes and smells like sweaty socks. Yep. P.S. Back fat is now... It- P.S. Back fat is how they label fried pork belly or pork rinds in the Philippines. I think everyone else calls it chicken. Huh. Dave, does that mean you Chicaron? No, but back fat means everything to back me. Back fat. <laughs> I've got
3: a fat, got a fat bar. I'm actually in the Brussels sprouts <laughs> camp.
0: Have <laughs> you heard him saying it? It's so funny. I've just uh, been listening. Over the last few years, I've been listening to a lot of audio books and podcasts by mm. Alan Partridge, <laughs> and it, there's a recurring thing where he talks about how he's got a fat back. That
1: <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Okay, great. You are saying Brussels sprouts, Dave. Yes,
3: absolutely on Team Brussels sprouts. I think for the very same reasons. Growing up, they were always like the – Joke like you know shorthand for disgusting vegetable yeah. that yeah. child
0: doesn't like. Were they boiled or something?
3: Yeah, I think that, that, And then now I've had them fried in butter with garlic or something like I that. I mean,
0: anything Anything's tastes good yeah. fried yeah. in butter garlic and garlic. And yeah. Holy bar-la. shit! Bar-la. Bar-la.
1: <laughs> but, I um, love bala. <laughs> I lost
0: control of my mouth. I was so excited, tantalized, tantalized.
3: I think I mentioned recently that I thought baked beans were disgusting growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Now I love them.
1: Yep. I didn't like avocado for a long time. Now I love it. You think Co- coffee, you like lot. I was saying before, yep.
0: having Nescafe yeah. straight black coffee as a child. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, how tall s- I could have been if I didn't drink that cup. I
3: reckon I was the same until I was about twenty years old for beer.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Not- I never had that with beer. I always liked beer. But I was weaned onto it by my dad at a young age. Um <laughs> probably inappropriate these days. You <laughs> <laughs> can't drink anything anymore. <laughs> you can't give your kids any alcohol anymore. God, this nanny state we're living in. Well, gone mad. Yeah, coffee is probably that's probably the first one that comes to mind.
1: Mm. But there's got to
0: be others. Thank you so much for that beautiful question, Siraj. and uh, thanks for bringing back fat back into my mind. <laughs>
1: I've got a fat back. I've got a fat back. It's bag. fun. <laughs>
0: uh, the next one comes from Nick Fidian. Okay. Chairman of just being in a chair, man. <laughs> oh, you would have loved this episode, oh, Nick. This it was very right chair heavy. Oh, yeah. we, spoke, we spoke about chairs, chairs. A lot sniffing, of chair chat. Ch- Ch- with <laughs> Nick Fidian. <laughs> back fat and chair chat. <laughs> Nick's got a fact for us. Writing, Switzerland has a lot of animal friendly laws. My favorite being that it is illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. It's considered animal abuse because they're social beings and it's harmful to their well being if they're just by themselves. It's a beautiful fact. Thanks, Nick. So if if, if its companion dies, do you
3: need to immediately replace it?
0: Yeah, or you'll go to jail. You will be. For life. I hope so. They take it extremely seriously.
1: I think you should just buy them in threes.
0: Oh, yeah. Have a.
1: Have a spare. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So one dies, you're still fine. Great. You can take your time getting a replacement. Let the let the mourn.
0: Mm. What if you get four? Then you got a backup for the backup. Then you've really but got that, time. Because otherwise it, you're still right on the edge there. Yeah, but I reckon
2: right.
3: you get four, you get complacent, you get lazy, you go, I've got ages. Yeah. I've got heaps of guinea pigs. Okay. One day you wake up, there's only one left. And right. you gotta think so about you get five? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> backup for the backups backup.
0: Perfect.
3: <laughs> Solve that.
1: Next question. Bankrupt yourself with the, all the guinea pig feed. <laughs> what do they eat? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they nibble, I reckon. Oh, they nibble all right. Yeah. The, little greenery. Yeah. bit, A bit of lettuce. Roughage. Yeah, roughage foliage.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, it sounds all right. Similar uh, diet to me.
0: Thanks it- for that fact, Nick Fidgen. Fantastic name. Mm. As all of these are. And finally, this week, for the fact quota question, Jacoby D'Angel. Well, speaking of great
1: names. <laughs> Watch nail every time. <laughs> Jacoby D'Angel. Jacoby D'Angel. Your mouth has never been so open uh, as when you say Jacoby D'Angel.
0: And Jacoby D'Angel <laughs> is co-director of the Dugon movie, as we know. And Jacoby's written a fact, writing, we got him. I'm very excited to announce. After listening to your fantastic tribute to his life and career, the great man Nicolas Cage no. has agreed to star in the Dugan movie.
1: Yes, oh, he'll be playing Dave.
0: He is asking to have a nude scene and is also okay, asking. Okay, so he'll be playing Dave. Yeah, the only one who yeah, that, that one of the line. Us
2: nude.
0: You mean my wang be included?
1: Oh my god, okay. that was so bad.
0: Thank well, you, Nick. But luckily, we would have also. Uh, made sure that line was in, so that's a...
3: Finally, it actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to put it in every scene. You mean my wang? You're like, <laughs> we're at a funeral.
1: We're in a courtroom.
3: <laughs> very
0: grim movie.
1: You mean my wang? <laughs> you mean my wang? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so strange. Best delivery. Jacoby writes, my birthday is coming up on the 14th of April, very close Ooh. to the time of recording. And I think I'll celebrate by checking out his latest tour de force as Dracula in the film Renfield. Oh, is that that's coming out really soon, obviously. Or Renfeld, as apparently Dave kept saying. Someone made a joke that it was like Seinfeld. (laughs) That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Imagine, I mean, Saturday Night Live is probably working on that sketch right now.
3: But in my defense,
0: I do call it Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld, yes. Sorry,
3: I mix those up a lot.
0: (laughs) uh anyway last time i said i'd hit you guys with a zambia fact so here it goes zambia gained independence in 1964 due to its colonization by the british there was lots of western culture introduced and enjoyed by zambians including popular artists like the beatles james brown Jimi hendrix black sabbath led zeppelin cream etc upon zambia's independence president kenneth Kaunda enacted the policy of One Zambia, One Nation to separate the country from colonialism and unite its many tribes, over 70. For music, this meant that Zambian radio was required to play 95% original Zambian music, which was a bummer for the youth who enjoyed rock and roll. So Zambian bands started making their own new sounds that took inspiration from Western rock and mixed it with African beats, creating a new genre, Zamrock. Bands which led the movement include Witch, which stands for We Intend to Cause Havoc, Aminaz, Ask Me About Nice Artists in Zambia, Uh, Chris Zebby Tembo, Paul Ngozi and the Ngozi family, and more. It had a tremendous rise and a tragic fall, which was directly linked to economic crash of Zambia and the AIDS epidemic of the 1980s. Zamrock was a very influential movement that not many know about, but you should check it out. A lot of those old records are being repressed onto vinyl if you're into that, or you can find it on Spotify as well. Though it doesn't sound as good to me on Spotify. You can see Mm. some great footage of Zamrock artists and vintage Zambia in Samper the Great's video for Never Forget. Cheers, mates, Jacoby and Margaret. Thank you so much, Jacoby and Margaret. So cool. Zamrock. I don't think I've heard of Zamrock.
3: Me either. We intend to cause havoc, which, good name. That is good.
0: Thank you so much uh, to our great fact quotal questioners there, Jacoby, Nick, Siraj, and Ben. The next thing we like to do is uh, shout out to a few our other great supporters. Jess, you normally come up with a bit of a game here. Oh, that's
1: true, I do. Let's give him a Pope name.
0: Give him a Pope name. Fantastic. Fantastic. And
1: a Pope motor transport.
0: Okay. <laughs> but you both have to agree that 16th the 6th is mine.
3: Also Sixtus yeah. the Sixth. Yes, yep.
0: I've claimed that one as well. And Cisco yeah. <laughs> the Sixth.
3: You're one of those people that sort of registered products that sound kind of like yours yeah. so no one else gets
0: confused. Exactly. Uh, if I can kick us off, I'd love to thank from Albuquerque in New Mexico and the United States, it's Emmy White. Emmy White, one of the great question writers, has written the yes. most questions for Who, knew, who it? knew It With Matt Stewart. Incredible record to hold. Especially, like, wacky newspaper articles and, and events from yeah, history.
1: Yeah, good but- stuff, Emmy. Pope. Emilio Estevez. Oh yeah, the sixth
0: six drives around in a limo. Yep, onto the around. ice. Yeah, on right onto the ice. Pope limo. Uh, thank the you so pa- much. The the papal
1: Amy. flying V.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> triple D. Papal f- triple D. Trip, pa- trip, yep. From triple D. <laughs> from Stoughton in. MA, probably Maryland, maybe in the United States. That's
1: MD, it's in Massachusetts.
0: Massachusetts in the US. It's I'm learning. Michael Mafio.
1: Michael Maf- Mafio. 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 Or Maffeo. 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 What cool. about
0: Pope Rufio? Yes. Oh, I love Rufio, it. Rufio, the first Rufio. Pope Rufio, the first. And
1: uh, riding around in the papal.
0: Bangerang.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> in the papal bangerang mobile. mobile. Yeah. It's a car. Love it. It's but a papal bangerang. Yeah, it's,
0: it's built on imagination.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
0: All
3: the best stuff is. <laughs>
0: thank you so much, Michael. And finally, from me, I'd love to thank from Lynchburg in Virginia, in the United States, Jasmine Hill.
3: Jasmine Hill, Pope, Seashell. Ooh. the Pope,
0: second Pope Seashell, the second. That's
3: nice. Driving around on the papal tugboat. Mickey... Yes. The Papal Tugboat.
1: Uh-huh. i know how
0: many times you've squeezed Tugboat into these. In the future, how many times you'll uh, squeeze Tugboat I love Tugboats. Into you love Tugboats. I hate
1: submarines and I love
0: Tugboats. Mm.
1: That's canon.
0: That's canon. That's new information to me because this is the first time we've recorded. Uh, Dave, do you want to thank a few of our I would suppl- love to. I would love to thank now from St.
3: Louis, Missouri. Is that right? I'd like to thank Seth Michael. Seth Michael. Michael Keel,
0: Seth Michael Keel, who obviously Keel feels oh, like a yachting term, is yes. that? So I think in the Pope yacht, in the Pope oh, yacht, yes. a winged keel, winged okay. keel. Yeah, I don't um, know what that is, but
3: that's the one sort of the the Australia's Cup. There was, uh,
0: of course, that's Alan Bond Pope, I know. Alan Bond Pope, Alan third. Bond
3: oh, the Yep, nah, that's good. In the <laughs> Yacht. Pope, Pope Yacht, which would mean nothing to you over in Missouri, but that was a big deal here in the 80s. Seth, Michael Keel, Pope, Alan Bond the third.
0: I think Seth probably knows about it. Yeah. That was the first time America lost the America's Cup. Yeah. <laughs> 1983. <laughs> they uh, yeah, I think Seth remembers it.
3: <laughs> they definitely don't sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Okay. Their first loss.
1: They celebrate their failures.
3: I would like to thank now from Long Beach, California, I.A., Joshua Bates. Uh it, the
1: Pope Psycho. Ooh, <laughs> oh,
3: Pope a good Psycho. name for a few of these people. Pope Psycho. What about um <laughs> on Norman the, Bates? Driving the, on the <laughs> of, the official <laughs> Papal oh. Mickey Mouse float. Oh, oh that's yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, that's good. That Take, feels appropriate. A lot of parades. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely.
0: Great. Bulletproof. But oh, of course, <laughs> It's a bulletproof <laughs> float. Bulletproof ears. <laughs>
3: and finally, I'd like to thank from location unknown. I can only personally assume this is deep within the fortress of the moles. A big shout out to K Hacks. K-Hacks.
0: K-Hacks. That's just
3: the letter K. Hacks.
0: Uh, Pope Tom. What was his name? The old hack host, Jess? Tom something? Tilly? Tom Tilly. Pope Tom Tilly. Oh, that's good. Pope Tom Tilly, who uh, gets around, of course, in the Pope Hang glider.
3: Oh,
1: Ooh. that's fun.
3: Using the power of air. Mm. <laughs> as God's God air. intended. Mm. Yeah,
0: God's air. <laughs> Can God I is th- the wind beneath Kay Hax's wings. Yeah. Can po- I thank Tom some people Julie. as well? Please. Oh, that actually would make my day.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. I would love to thank from Melbourne, Victoria,
0: where huh.
3: we live. <gasps> oh, my God. Can you believe it? Is, is it the call coming from inside the city?
1: This what? is
0: freaking me out right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love to thank Josh, Pennell. Josh Pennell. Josh
0: Pennell. Obviously, Pope Derek Zoolander. Fantastic. <laughs> the, the first. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got Pope in quick. Derek Zoolander. Got in quick.
1: Riding around in the papal.
3: Scuba gear. Scuba gear.
0: <laughs> riding around.
3: <laughs> He's got one of those things that, like, um, it's got a little engine. You hold on to yes, it. And it's- yeah. Ooh! It almost looks like a Vespa, but you're yeah, underwater. Yeah, right. And the <laughs> the papal
0: underwater Vespa. <laughs> and the as fl- uh, flippers have uh, wheels. The pop- uh, like those wheelie shoes, whatever you call them. Yeah, heelys. heelys. <laughs> <laughs> it's got flipper heelys. <laughs> That's
1: very cool. Uh, I would also love to thank from Roker uh, in Great Britain, Katie Watson.
3: Katie Watson, fantastic name. Uh, Katie Pope Wa- Sherlock. Pope Sherlock, love yes. it. The first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Sherlock first. Riding around in the papal Tank. Tank.
3: Mm. <laughs> Bulletproof. Bulletproof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every Pope needs a tank. Thank you, uh, Pope Katie, aka Sherlock. Uh, and I would also have to thank, finally, also from Deep Within the Fortress of the Moles, address unknown, Emma Ruthven.
0: Emma, Emma Ruthven. Ruthven. Emma Ruthven. Pope uh <laughs> Nick, yes, Revolt.
1: Okay. okay, yes. So he's
0: already obviously a saint, but now <laughs> a pope as well. And uh, yeah, Emma slash Nick Revolt pope gets around in the uh, Jeff Bezos rocket.
3: <laughs> oh wow,
0: <laughs> the one that looks like a dick. So that's pretty cool. Which is appropriate because Nick Revolt also famously had a dick pic leaked.
1: Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. got that saved on my phone, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right.
0: Thank you so much uh, to all our popes this week, Emma, Katie, <laughs> Josh, Kay, Joshua, Seth, Jasmine, Michael, and Emmy. And finally this week we'd like to thank a few of our Great long-term supporters who we are welcoming into the triptych Club. Now, Dave, you explained this so well. Right.
3: Basically, these people have been on the shout level or above for three consecutive years. We've already given them a shout-out. we gave them a nickname a few years ago. But to thank them again and to really enshrine their... Commitment to supporting the podcast. We induct them into a hall of fame of sorts. We've got a clubhouse set up. It's a real theatre of the mind thing. We welcome you into this clubhouse. Every week we add a new snack, a new drink. We've got a live act there every single week. And uh, basically, it's a place,
0: once you're in, you can't leave because you don't want to mm. leave. And there's everything you need
2: here. Every-
3: exactly.
0: Everything you want or need. Jess, you're behind the bar. Yep. You come up with a cocktail. What's your Pope? Benedict cocktail.
1: Well, I've just been looking into what the current pope eats. <laughs> <laughs> to get Glad pope themed food, that's knowledge. good. Yeah, it's quite a lengthy article, to be honest. Did he
0: do one of those my days with
1: oh, um,
2: <laughs> breakfast? Get ready
1: with me, <laughs> a day in the life of, for, of a pope. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up at 4.30 a.m. and pray. That's genuinely apparently what he does. Uh, but obviously I'll be having I some- go to
0: the gym, which is what I call church. <laughs> That's where I work out. My brain. Which is what I call praying. And
1: my spirituality. Um, he has uh, freshly squeezed orange juice.
0: So you're putting that on the menu? Of course.
1: Um, and he also apparently eats uh, membrillo, which for the uninitiated is a sort of gelatinous pasta that's made out of quince and is highly popular in Argentina.
0: Oh, it sounds... Well, it sounds awful, but I imagine, <laughs> uh, Siraj, it's the kind of thing that maybe I'll end up loving. Yes. With time. That's right. And, Dave, you, you've you booked a, someone for the after party. You're never going to believe this.
3: I've been in talks with this guy for literally years, and he's dropping by this week to perform music from his album, Wake Up, music album with his words and prayers. It's none other than... Than Pope Francis. Whoa, you got Pope Frank the first. Which in 2015, he released an album formed of speeches by Pope Francis recorded in numerous locations with accompanying music tracks of prayers and hymns with various Italian artists and producers. It's technically a Christian slash progressive rock album, <laughs> and he is performing
1: it live. Oh my God, that's so convenient that I've got his go
3: to breakfast ready now. Yes. He's, he's going to be so happy. The green room, the white room, whatever he calls it. Oh, it's going to wow, be fantastic.
1: Wow, great.
0: Uh, All right. Well, so how it works is I'm on the door. I've got the guest list in my hand. I'm about to lift the velvet rope. I'm going to say your name. If I say your name, get a bit of a run up, get a bit of momentum in. Because as you enter the room, you're going to be enveloped with love. Oh, yeah. Enveloped? Doesn't matter. We're going to envelope you. Dave's on the stage. He's hyping you up. He's your MC. Jess is hyping Dave up Mm -hmm. uh, because he needs a little support because he's not too good at this. So. I'll start it's bringing them up. It's unbelievable. Here we go. From Portland, Oregon in the United States, it's Karen Bremeyer. You lift me, Karen Bremeyer and Meyer. <laughs> yes. Woo. <laughs> From Brunswick West in Victoria, Australia, it's Gemma Glazik. She's a Gemma classic.
1: Yes, a classic Gemma.
0: From Harrisonburg in Virginia in the United States, it's Logan Stoltzfuss. They're all Stolzfuss. No muss. It's <laughs> Logan. Woo. <laughs> They're all fuss. Oh, so from Murrumbina in Victoria, Australia, where Tizen played their first ever oh gig, it's God. Beth Lockhart. <laughs> well, you found the key
3: to my Beth Lockhart.
1: Yes.
0: From Nariwara North in Victoria, Australia, it's Greg Carter. Well, Scooby-Doo can do doo.
3: <laughs> <but> Greg <laughs> Carter is smarter.
0: <laughs> from Booval in Queensland, Australia, it's Crystal Lee. I'm approaching this night with Crystal Glee. Yes. Now Crystal Lee is here. From Address Unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles, it's Justin Holscher.
3: Justin Holscher. More like Justin Grosher. Just Let's, <laughs> Let's have a couple of
0: Groshers. Let's
3: have a couple of Groshes. We don't know where you're from. Maybe you're from uh, from
0: Europe? Love a Grosh. <laughs> from Chisholm in the Australian <laughs> Capital Territory, it's Tessa Chilcott. This night is getting Chilcotter and harder. <laughs> Oh, that's it? Yep. And from- Vic- Jesse Chilcaro and Otto. From Victoria Point in Queensland, Australia, it's Charmy Zelinsky. Well, I was feeling a little down
3: and then I got Charmied by Charmy Zelinsky. Yes. And now I'm feeling better. Charismatic.
0: And finally, from Brunswick, Victoria, right where we are in this very moment, it's Siobhan Galea. Shallon, Galea. Let Siobhan Galea? Sa- Siobhan Galea, did I say? Let me say- yeah.
3: Dave I- just said Siobhan, that's
1: all. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> And shalom to you, too.
3: Siobhan <laughs> Galea, let me just say hey to
0: you. Come on in. Ooh. We love your work. That's fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to this, Siobhan, Charmy, Tessa, Justin, Crystal, Greg, Beth, Logan, Gemma, and Karen. And all that's left to do now is to uh, tell people these final things, Just. <laughs> <laughs> These final things with Jess. <laughs> final things with
1: Jess. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Um, if you would like to suggest a topic, you can do so. There's a link in our show notes and also a link on our website, which is do go on pod, where you can find information about live shows and our other podcasts, and you can look at pictures of us. Wow. Look at them go. <sighs> wow. If you're really into pictures, you can head over to Instagram. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at do go on pod. And um finally, we love you.
3: Dave, boot at home. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, also thank you for listening and goodbye. Later. Bye. Bye.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,